Awake, Active, Aligned is a podcast dedicated to helping you deepen your connection to a higher power, to the people in your life, and to yourself. I'm your host, Jackie Stracy, and my mission with this podcast is to share personal stories and tools to show you how it is possible to live a life that is filled with both passion and with purpose. Are you ready? Let's get woke. <laughs> Welcome back. So today we have a very special episode and that is part two of the episode I started a couple weeks back with Henry and Fletcher and um, we just had so much to talk about last episode that we didn't get to all of the things that I wanted to talk about now. So I decided to host a part two and there's so much good information in it. So I think you're going to love it. Um, we talk all about how quickly things can change and how I went from not even knowing these guys a little over a month ago to me now living with them and working with them and just more about what it feels like to be in alignment and to feel peace and non-circumstantial joy and conscious gratitude and what it really means to live a Blue Marble Day. Um, it is an incredible episode, and we just have so much fun, and there's a lot of laughter, and I really hope that you can just feel the passion and the love that we have in this episode. So with that said, uh, let's dive on in. Yes, welcome to part two. Part two, awake, active, and aligned. <laughs> I'm your host, Fletcher. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. We are are actually here with the one and only Jackie Streasy. And um, we're back because in the first part, we wanted to keep going, but we looked at, at the time and um, it just, we, we figured we had to divide it up. Yeah, I think we got to let Jackie Jones have the floor here. Okay. <laughs> now introducing Jackie Jones. <laughs> I love that. It's really great being introduced to my own podcast here. Uh, but so if you guys haven't listened to episode four yet, um, you definitely need to go back and listen to it because that is the first time that I talked to these. Not the first time I talked to them. It was actually the first time I hung out with these people who are now my roommates. I'll give you whoa, more details whoa. soon. <laughs> but hold off there, partner. <laughs> but a month ago, I had interviewed these guys on the podcast. And it was the first time we hung out, and it was just an excellent conversation. And I didn't get to all the questions that I wanted to ask these people, so I brought them back to explain a little bit more of what's going on in my life currently, but also to just answer a lot of the questions that I didn't get the chance to talk about before. So. You guys, what, what has all happened in the past month since, uh, I, you know, I met you guys? and uh... A lot of different things have happened um, for me personally mm -hmm. and me uh, professionally. And me personally, I, I took an edible with my grandma. That was something, a personal venture that I, I went on. Um, so a little growth action there. Um, That's Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, it is Fletch talking right now. Also, all this stuff that's happening with the film is there's so many moving parts to it where what it, film oh isn't that the question <laughs> uh, let's just take one thing at a time here um because as as i think we mentioned it was five weeks ago that we met jackie and as she alluded to she's now living with us so i, th I think we got to fill in the gaps a little bit yeah. there as to how something like that can happen and when we look back on episode one four surrender four oh, part Ep one 
part mm. one, episode four on surrender. Um, you know, Jackie's not someone who's just going to talk the talk, but uh, she really walks the walk. And so I think once we started hanging out and we realized that there was so much in common uh, that we like connected on such a cool level on so many fronts spiritually um, and just in terms of like the way we define fun, I think, and, and what that looked like for us, that it just became very natural that she started hanging around here more. We started doing more things. And um, before we knew it, uh, Jackie was was making her way into to what we actually call the hodgepodge lodge, um, the house that we currently live in. And I feel like the lodge could have its own episode. Um, yeah. Me, meeting all the characters in the lodge and, and their stories and background. But yeah, Henry Henry just said it best. It was, it's been this, this evolution, but it's a, the natural evolution yeah. that happened in such a like serendipitous way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of just became this thing that's like <laughs> mesh. <laughs> so not only am I living with these people now, but... They also started their own company a while back. And this is a big reason of why I was so fascinated with them in the first place is because they were just a part of this really cool movement and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, At that time, I thought it was just going to be being a member of the community. Um, But now I am officially working with them on this Blue Marble company that um, we've started and not we've started that we've been working on and it's been a really, really cool experience because the three like pillars of this podcast that I was working on um, were connection to God, connection to the other people in your life, and connection to yourself. And there was a book that I was reading and it literally listed out those three things being like what the world needs most at this point. And then the fourth part of it was in your connection to the, the world. And I like had sent this, sent this to Henry because I was like, wow, this is so cool. They're talking about my episode the, or my podcast. The only thing I'm missing is like the world. And he's like, oh, the blue marble because blue marble is another name for the globe. And I was like, whoa, the only thing I'm missing right now with like my mission is this blue marble. So it just it just felt so right. Like when they asked me to come on board, it wasn't really something I needed to think about because it just felt so natural. And it just it just felt so aligned, and that was what I was I'm all about, you know, going with things that feel in alignment, surrendering to what is to come. Like, did I think even a month ago that I was going to end up like I knew my lease was ending, um, but I definitely did not have it in the cards to move into a house with six dudes, three dogs. Hadn't mentioned that part yet. Yes, I live with six dudes and three dogs now, <laughs> and be like working for a company that wasn't what I was doing, you know, cause I, I had this vision that I was going to just be like doing my own podcast and who knew like what exactly that was going to turn into. But now it's at a point where like, I'm so much more excited to work towards this mission and not, not work towards building up my own name. You know, it's building something that's so much bigger than myself. And that's the blue marble. And I just give you so much credit for that because I think when, when we started talking and we realized that what you were doing was so aligned with what we were doing, it became one of these like, well, why, why have them separate? Yeah. You know, it's like we're working towards the same place. We're working towards the same goals, and we love spending time together. We love working together. It just it made perfect sense for us to just come together. And and I think that's that's the cool thing about doing this meaningful work about you know working towards you know deepening connection towards yeah. unifying um, around this idea of of love of gratitude is that 
there's a lot of people out, out there doing the work and it, it kind of takes the competition out of it when you realize it's not about the brand behind yeah. it, right? That it really is about where we're going towards as a globe, right? And, and, and kind of this intersection point we're at right now where, where we see so many young people just so excited um, about where we're going, about, about being involved, about being conscious people who actually want to put good into the world. And, and so it, it just gets me excited um, to meet you and, and just so many people um, really gives me a sense of hope to know that it's, it really isn't the brand, right? It, that yeah. we have this greater idea of where, knowing where we can go, right? Of, mm -hmm. of solving the, the problems of old with new solutions um, and just kind of enjoying it along the way, yeah. which has been something that I've really appreciated is just finding the time for play, you know, yeah. and like dancing in the, during the, the work breaks and, uh, and you've done such a great job of just bringing us back to just you celebrate those small victories, yeah. right? Find to have, the journey. Yeah. And have the, that perspective and that, that, um, just those zoom out moments, right. Where you're just like, Whoa, I mean, I was sitting here and there were seven people around this table and we're all talking about the brand identity of blue marble. And it was one of the most impactful, meaningful moments for yeah. me because I just zoomed out for a moment. I remembered Fletch and I literally, you know, not even sure if we we're going to continue not not too long ago i mean this has been a two and a half three year journey for fletch and i and for so long it was just us or yeah. you know there's been moments i've felt alone in it and so to see that this collaboration this um kind of the birthing of, of where this can go it was just this you know we still haven't done really much of anything but it's those small victories yeah. um that i just hold so close and so that was really special yeah, absolutely. Um, a question came to my mind when you were talking about um, alignment. Yeah. And f that feeling you felt when with Blue Marble, mm -hmm. that feeling aligned. What does that feeling feel like? Mm. That, that feeling of alignment. Yeah. And like what's the best way you can describe it for you? It's one of those things that's like divine and it's so hard to put into words. You know, it's mm. like it was this peace and this just like knowing in my heart that like what I was about to do was crazy, but it didn't feel crazy to me. Like mm. I felt this unexplicable peace, like it, going back to when I got fired from my job, like it, I shouldn't have felt peace, but I felt this peace. And it was like, that just to me shows that there's something like greater that's involved in that process. It's not just like something that's it's hap it's happening in my heart. You know, it's like, this is something that really feels right. Like it's crazy. And it's something that I should be terrified to do, but like, and yes, I'm still a little terrified, but like, I feel this peace. That's like, it doesn't say like, Jackie, you should give up. It says like, Jackie, this is right. And it mm. might be hard and it might be hard to transition, but like, it's what's right for you. Mm. I kind of think of it for me as like, if we're all different, like puzzle pieces or like our body yeah. is, has all these different, like our soul spirit mm -hmm. has all these different puzzle is made up. Let's say our soul is a puzzle piece or spirit is a puzzle piece and it's, almost like the convergence of yeah. them all and when that is aligned it's a certain feeling like you're talking about where we as humans i think struggle to articulate how that feels yeah so we put it under the umbrella of alignment mm -hmm. but you're like oh i just trusted my gut like that's a common yeah. phrase that we use right i just had a feeling mm -hmm. what, what is that feeling you yeah. know like where does it come from and i think it can be different for everyone too like i know there's people who like sometimes they do feel it like in their literal gut and like mm. sometimes it's people who just like like for me it's just it's not even necessarily like a body feeling it's just peace in my mind more so because i'm a very like 
thought oriented person and a lot of my processing happens in my mind and not I don't really feel my emotions in my body I feel them just like by thinking through them Mm. so for me it was just like when you guys asked me it was like yes like (laughs) I didn't need to like sit there and go through like the pros and cons I just it felt right which is it's pretty amazing that that we can get that sense of peace when it doesn't make sense yeah and I mean I think there's there's something divine definitely happening there and and so I've always you know thought about it in terms of like really follow your peace yeah like that can be hard to distinguish a lot of times um but it it also kind of brings clarity that it's not always going to be the logical decision Mm -hmm. like it really isn't going to be like there's moments where i know i've experienced peace when it doesn't make any sense and no one else around me has peace about it Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting here just like this feels this just feels right yeah you know and that it is hard to describe it is Mm -hmm. it's hard to describe what that feeling is like I think it brings in a lot of different emotions but for me it's like there's no tenseness like yeah i'm not i'm not tensing yeah. i'm not shrinking um it's just kind of that surrender motion right mm-hmm. of opening your arms and just being like all right come on let's do <laughs> all it. right god this is what you want me to do today yeah. let's do it if you want me to move in with these people all right why not you know right and trusting that that higher plan that that yes it's a puzzle the reality is sometimes i think I've found, I, I think the puzzle's finished or I think I know where the next piece is and, and really the, the reality of that puzzle, I don't have the full vision of, you know, yeah. I don't have the box with the f- picture on the front that, that I know kind of where the pieces are going to fit. Yeah. I just kind of have to. That didn't come with your puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty tough to do a puzzle without the, <laughs> but it kind of makes it fun. You know, it's more yeah. of an, an adventure without the picture to go yeah, off. That's so true. Yeah. And it's like, it's even harder to explain because like, even in the midst of all this peace, like there's still fear too. Mm. And it's like a lot totally. of times you think of like, I mean, when I think of peace, I think of, oh, it's the absence of fear. It's the absence of this discomfort, which isn't necessarily true. You know, it's just, it's just, it's a different feeling. That's like, yes, this is right. The fear is going to exist. You're still going to have doubts sometimes, but like that underlying peace is still there. I let that just kind of sink in right there. Yeah. yeah. I just felt a pretty <laughs> heavy dose of peace. <laughs> peace waves. Yeah. Peace vibrations. Uh, um, so, Jackie, if you don't mind me asking, this is really for the listeners and anyone out there. Can you tell us what it was like making the decision of coming and living with or coming and moving in yeah. uh, to the hodgepodge lodge where there are uh, <laughs> six males and and now three dogs. three dogs. Yeah, so when Henry first like suggested that I move in here because I was talking about like how I didn't want know what I wanted to do with my life after my lease was up because I was like, this is like the one time where I'm not tied down to a corporate job. I'm not tied down to a lease. Like I could literally do anything with my life at this point. And I was just telling him like, it feels wrong to sign a lease. Like I had just heard the Francis Chan book and it was telling me like, quote from Matthew that like sell everything give to the poor and then come follow me and it just that had convicted me so much it was like I don't want to hold on to anything I don't want to like cling to the idea of like what I think my life should look like like I just literally want to open my arms and like surrender to what God's plan is for me and it just like signing a lease would have constrained me to Charlotte and I love Charlotte so much so like yes there's a very high chance that this is where I'm going to stick around but like just signing a lease felt the opposite of peace you know like Mm. it was another one of those things you can't necessarily explain but I, I definitely felt it. And like, then I went back and I was like, well, I'm living alone currently, you know, like I have my own one bedroom place and a nice, like it has pool, it has all these amenities and stuff. And like, that was something that was really nice, but it was something that I was so willing to give up. Cause like, 
a i was already hanging out with you guys pretty much every day anyways so i was over here so get rid of that commute which is nice <laughs> and then another thing was just like that that freedom that came with it you know like not having to be tied down to one place and being able to just like not have as much stuff i still have a lot of stuff we counted today and I've, i have 15 pairs of leggings still and i that's after i downgraded a ton but i might be swiping a pair <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it was just like the fact that i was gonna be working with you guys like it just it just made sense for it to happen so like yes it's gonna be crazy going from living alone and just me and Mishqua to living in a house with six dudes, three dogs and me. But like, I'm so excited for it. Like we have family dinners, board meetings and <laughs> very serious ice cream runs. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's a bunch of different things that go on at the lodge and something that just stuck out to me when you're saying it just made sense. Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> I think it made so much sense to you individually yeah but from the outside looking oh in, yeah it makes zero sense <laughs> right. you know just to pull trigger that's and go. so true so that's just something that stuck out to me there and the other thing i feel like it's such a great example of how like timing yeah. right and like i know i was just, just talking to you about this last night and and there's things that you know i think i may want in my life like yeah. maybe it's a relationship mm-hmm. or maybe it's it's something i feel like i'm not getting yeah and or you know you you got fired from your job Mm -hmm. you know and you're sitting there and and maybe it's a plea like to god like why is this happening to me what's going Mm -hmm. on and the reality is if if everything hadn't lined up the way that it is right now right if if you wouldn't have got fired if like we wouldn't have been relationally just like everything it it, it all fit perfectly for it to just like be like okay yeah i can i'm in a place of surrender yeah like life led you to a place of full surrender yeah and and that's so cool and it just kind of encourages me when i'm in those moments of of like why is this happening to me right now you know like why this is this just doesn't seem right like mm-hmm. good things are supposed to be happening and it's one bad thing after the next yeah. it's like what is it setting me up for though really you mm-hmm. know cuz there's a pretty good chance something incredibly beautiful is on the other end of that suffering yeah um, so I, I just think that 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 i'm super encouraged by that and just kind of how you know, God orchestrated the timing on all yeah. this has been so beautiful. And another huge thing with the timing too, is that like, I was so like gung ho about like having my own thing, doing my own business, but I was feeling so much resistance to it. And I was talking to my business coach and I was just like telling her this, I was like, I just don't want to like, every time I sit down to like do work for this, like I can't get myself to do it. And then we had talked about like just me doing a sabbatical and like literally just like spending all my time, like just chasing after God. And then like when I started hanging out with you guys more and like you guys invited me to like join the team, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, cause I, I think a lot of times we try to kind of be like monks, you know, and like go off and like retreat. And that's how we feel like we're going to see God most. But I think that you end up seeing God most when you're actually like in the depths of life and just fully living and just like constantly reminding yourself of God. I think that's the way that we can get closest to him. And I think it's good to sometimes have those quiet retreat times too, but there's so much growth to be had when you are just like fully surrendering to life and living, you know, you're not isolating yourself. You're actually just out in the world with everyone else. It's like when you, when I feel like I've surrendered to a situation or um, to something larger than myself, yeah. that's when I feel gratitude mm-hmm. towards that something. Um, and that's something that we've been talking about a lot lately mm-hmm. is having 
gratitude yeah. be at the forefront of, of all these different interactions mm-hmm. and of this project. Yeah. And which we should back up and we should we should probably talk about what this project is and what Blue Marble is. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> so let's start off with just like what is Blue Marble? What's what what should people know? <laughs> uh, that's a great great question, Jackie. You know, I think that's that's always been the question is what is Blue yeah. Marble, right? And and I think first and foremost, as you mentioned, right, when we when we think about the Blue Marble, we hear the Blue Marble, we see the Earth, right? Yeah. And it's this reminder of unity, right? This mm-hmm. reminder that at the end of the day, we're all here. And then when we zoom in from that place, it just becomes obvious. Why why would we not choose to love each other? Yeah. Why would we not choose to actually find you know, those moments of gratitude. Why would we not, you know, we, we get to pick that lens through which we're carrying through life. Um, and so, you know, living a blue marble day becomes really about being, you know, choosing to be consciously grateful, Yeah. choosing to, to be active in the way you love people. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that goes no matter what the situation may be, no matter mm-hmm. the circumstances um, that we can, we can find that doing the dishes yeah. and we can find that when we're around our best friends and we're outside embracing nature. And so, you know, Blue Marble really is a community of people that, that are just jacked up about living this way. Yeah. You know, jacked up about living their Blue Marble days, about coming together around this idea of unity, around love, and really actually being active in that. And so we keep coming back to that idea of active, of love yeah. and action, right? And what does that really look like? And so, um, you know, it's been interesting because this film has really become the intersection point for us that we we spent so much time on this journey figuring out how do we live a joyful day mm-hmm. right how do we live just a day that matters right and when we started making this film which really revolves around the topic of love and that universal search for love by it, the way we're making they made a film and we can get more into that in a second but uh th- that search and, and and really diving into this topic of love it led us to realize you know to live a, a really meaningful day, it, it required love, right? Yeah. It required us coming outside of ourselves and choosing to be active and sharing that with others, yeah. right? And and to, to be consciously grateful, right? And mm-hmm. we hear it all the time. And so practicing that in our lives, um, it, it became this, just this life-shifting uh, mentality for us to be able to, to actually, you know, embrace our days in a new way to yeah. find just a this insanely beautiful perspective on life and so you know it's not always easy for sure and not every day is gonna gonna be a blue marble mm-hmm. day um, and so uh, there's no uh, there's no super easy equation I think a lot of the beauty in a blue marble day is is that you you're the only one I'm the only one that can determine whether I've had a blue marble day mm-hmm. right and like the tools and the the tricks of the trade that help me live a blue marble day may be different than you yeah. right and, and part of the beauty of blue marble in, in this community is like sharing that with people yeah. like what's helping you what's helping me here let's come together and let's actually let's pursue this together let's mm-hmm. let's live a life that matters and not wait right for for the diagnosis let's not wait for the the horrible event or you know and, and then we start to get to this point in, in our lives and and i'm i'm so far away but i'm on the journey of of finding that joy no matter the situation mm-hmm. right non-circumstantial peace that we yeah. were talking about earlier non-circumstantial joy and, and being able to love people despite wherever i may be in my life yeah. and um, being purposeful and intentional in that and, and then i think at the end it, it, 
but what I've found is just a, a deeper connection, right? Yeah. I mean, it just comes back to what you were talking about at the beginning is a deeper connection to myself, a deeper connection to the world, to, to a higher power, to, um, and to others. Yeah. And, and realizing that for me, uh, it's my relationships that, that really make life so worth embracing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the larger brand I think we're working on. Fletch, you want to tell them about the film? uh why not <laughs> <laughs> it is coming soon um the premiere for it is actually october 10th if you're in the charlotte area come on out to the arsley theater arsley grand cinema i think it's called it's going to be showing at we'll link it yeah yeah of course but the film actually started when we dropped out of school and i told henry that story and so many things about our life just changed and our perspective and, and our lens and how we were viewing all yeah. these things changed. And, you know, I think we mentioned this in the part one, Yeah. but after we had bought the school bus, we're living out in LA trying to figure out how to make this all happen. And we meet this guy who had seemed to find fulfillment in dressing up like this character and going around the world spreading love so he was dressed up as a love wizard and he was halfway through his mission when he was in when we met him in LA and Henry was like dude we gotta follow this guy to Africa and there was so much resistance from me because I just I didn't see it I yeah. didn't see why we should do it how we were gonna raise the money and what ended up happening from the whole thing is we, we followed this guy through five countries in Africa and, you know, got even more perplexed on what this word really means because I think for me, I thought going over there and following this guy, it was going to be kind of two plus two equals four, uh, this simple equation like, all right, you follow a love wizard, you follow... <laughs> this guy who, who who you think has the answers but what it caused to ha what happened from it was a lot of internal things yeah. and a lot of transformation and what this film really goes and dives into is getting all these love experts as we call them all these different you know we got a buddhist monk a psychiatrist um, a guy who runs the, the forgiveness project out at Stanford to come in and talk about this word and the, the topics surrounding it and what this film, like by no means are we experts on love. I am not an expert on love, so please don't call me if you have any love problems. Um, <laughs> but why we wanted to make this film and why this film is being made is simply because we're curious. Yeah. That's why documentary filmmakers make films is because they're curious on a topic yeah. and they want to use the means of, of a camera and storytelling for themselves and then boom, they get to share it to the world or share it to an audience. Yeah. And, and what happens with that is if there is passion and impact and, and certain, um, certain energy that's put into it, it could catch fire. Yeah. And, and what that fire does is, is it spreads mm -hmm. and, Obviously, that's it's an ambitious thing to think that this film could could spread, but that is our hope. That yeah. is our goal. That 
And that's why we're choosing not to do the, go the film festival route is because we believe so deeply in this message of the film yeah. that we don't want to be controlled by the film festival saying, oh, you can't show it mm-hmm. here, you can't show it there, and be under their rules. So it's, it's something we just believe in and want to get out there for, for that one person, yeah. for that one person who is feeling hopeless, for that one person who d- feels like they don't belong in mm-hmm. this world or doesn't know where they can find their hope that we need them. Yeah. We need that one person. You know, we, they do belong mm-hmm. and they're beautiful. They are loved. Yeah. And so I guess that's a, not the abridged version. <laughs> What's the anti-abridged? It's, it's a podcast that we get to do. Though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. And I can just like hear the passion in your voice. And I think that's why I was so drawn to you guys when you were like telling me about this film that you made, it was because you weren't necessarily passionate about like spreading the film like that wasn't your goal it was spread the message that's beyond this film you know it wasn't like we need to get this film out there so people know who we are it was we need to get this message out there so that people can start to love more and think about these things that so often we don't think about like I remember when you first had mentioned it like just the word love like people tend to go straight to like romantic love and that's what we tend to think of when we think of love when there's so much more to it than just romantic love you know yeah, I, I really appreciate you too, Jackie, because I was at a, at a pretty low point in the film. I mean, it's been such a long process. Yeah. It's been, you know, over a year of editing. Um, the whole journey probably takes place over a period of two and a half years. And so um, was just not super energetic towards it and not sure if anyone was ever going to see it yeah. or if the message was, if it was even good. You know, you're too close to a pro- I'm too close to a project. I don't really know if it's good. And and we showed it to you and you just gave me this amazing um, just hope that, that this is actually something that people uh, need to see. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I thank you for that. Do you mind if I ask the next question? Sure, Fletch. What you got? Nice. This is a question um, for Henry. So, <laughs> uh, But I, I think it's important for people who are listening, but why blue marble sky why is that name significant so the name started actually we we thought about the name uh, because a close compadre friend in new orleans uh gains he uh shout out gains owen (laughs) thanks (laughs) gains love to send in this episode Uh, he stopped me actually uh we one night and he's just like man I, I wrote a song that documents your story basically mm-hmm. and I, I'd shared with him uh, you know a version of, of the story that we talk about in episode four um, and this song was called Blue Marble Sky mm-hmm. and it was just this beautiful song that you know talks about just that journey of you know seeking that meaning in the mountains and the hills yeah. and realizing that at the end of the day you know, even though it's great, that's, I wasn't going to find it there and I had to go deeper and, and it kind of became, you know, a, a, a search for more. And, and I think when we look to the sky, we get that perspective that, um, just that, like I mentioned the zoom out, right. That, mm-hmm. you know, we remember that we're all under this sky. Yeah. Right. And, and from that place, it just becomes obvious like that the love becomes second mm-hmm. nature, right? Why would we not? Yeah it also feels amazing to love, right? It also like fills us up mm-hmm. that everything in life, the, the way we're designed points us to love one another. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, when we look at the sky, that's what we find is we find it, that spirit of unity mm-hmm. and that, that reminder that, man, we're all, yeah, 
there's there's differences and let's talk about the differences but at the end of the day man it just seems so obvious that we should be choosing to love one another yeah. to treat each other well and uh and so the sky the sky is is great perspective on that and so we've we've started saying look up you know mm-hmm. and, and i think when i look up i'm i'm reminded to be grateful and i'm reminded to love yeah and when you're talking about like the sky and and unity it's funny because a lot of times when i'm talking to a loved one whether it's my mom grandma or my brother and they're outside or i'm outside i'm like just go look at the sky real fast yeah and i'll say we're looking at the same sky and you know my brother's out in california and my parents are back in florida so they're in a different place and it's it's hard to love those people who are are in a different Mm -hmm. place it's like how can you really show that love without being with them and and hugging them and and giving of your time but it it adds this level of comfort um in a relationship Mm -hmm. like for me what i've learned is like using that line to say hey we're going to be different places throughout our lives we're going to be in so many um, situations where we're not together but when you look up at the sky, I want you to know that I'm I'm looking at the same sky. Yeah. And so that like has become something that I, I've said with my mom and it's it's cool. That is, it is beautiful. That is beautiful. I also remember you you made the, the mention that, you know, in a movie when someone is like in a new place or they're like they always look up like Buddy the Elf when he finally gets to New New York from the North Pole. First thing he does, <laughs> look up, right? It's it's a state of it's a posture of curiosity mm-hmm. and what that that curiosity does is is promote new thought you know you start having new connections being made and you start wondering like whoa how did that get there yeah. that cloud looks like a dinosaur <laughs> you know? yeah and, and just the, the world we live in you know for better or for worse it's it's fast paced it's go 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 yeah it's it's easy to get caught up in those motions i do every single day um and and i think more than ever i find myself needing to look up i find Mm -hmm. myself needing to ask those questions and to just just hang around in curiosity in the answers as fletch was saying you know and and uh, i find the sky to be a great place to do that yeah absolutely and like going back to just love like it's it is such a beautiful thing but I think a lot of times like this distraction is something that blocks us from that. Hmm. What do you guys feel are like the biggest blocks to people just living in love? Wow. That (laughs) is such a large (laughs) question. And I feel like I can only talk from my experience. Um, It's for me, I'd say like holding grudges Mm -hmm. and not, uh, forgiveness. Yeah. Cause I feel like when I hold a grudge with someone or hold a grudge with myself, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is then I start to rationalize, Oh, I'm not loving them because they did me wrong mm-hmm. or I'm not loving myself because I can do that. You know, it's yeah. not October yet. Right. Now it is October, but like, <laughs> you know, it's the weekend or something. Mm-hmm. You, you end up kind of rationalizing and justifying why you aren't loving them yeah it's like oh they did me like they did me wrong Mm -hmm. so it's like i have an excuse not to love them so what you do is you hold on to it and you kind of make that your it's this 
I want to say like a scapegoat yeah for love um yeah 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 I think it's a great question um I think that this the the spirit of love in, in the way I, I think it should be at least for me is is selfless inherently selfless mm -hmm. and so when I think about when I'm held back in my ability to love people it's when I'm prideful yeah and when I allow pride to come in and you know I, when I look around I see a culture that that says pursue happiness you mm -hmm. know your own happiness it says you're gonna find it um, in these various places and make it make it about you make it about me right and, yeah. and make this journey all about me about me finding my own happiness and and just in, in my experience um, when I live that way when I really focus on me and doing the things for me and feeling like this journey is just all about me yeah and, and I, I do fall into that place but what I find is that I, I'm missing the fact that actually the best thing I can do for me is to love others yeah and um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's when that, when that pride seeps in, when I start to think that somehow I deserve things or, um, that, that there's, that I'm the center of it, you know, and, and it's, it's easy to, f to fall into that because the reality is I experience the world through my lens, yeah. you know, it's like every day I'm going through it as I'm going through, th through life as Henry, I see through the same set mm -hmm. of eyes. And it's hard to get out of that, yeah. right? And um, and for me, it is it is that tendency to fall into pride um, that I, I can see being, you know, almost the opposite of love in many mm -hmm. ways is is that that self like over focus on self. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, and it's like it's it's so easy for us to be caught up in our own thing because that's what society tells us, you know, like it's it's kind of a cutthroat society where it's like you're supposed to be competing with people and being the best and it leads you to this place of like okay what can i do to be better and not how can i love other people better and how can i be in community with other people instead but like another thing with love is like for me it's it's easier for me to love other people than it is for me to love myself sometimes you know like sometimes i forget that that same love that you that we should be expressing with other people we also don't do as much to ourselves and it's it's a hard thing to think about but you need to love yourself just as much as you love other people too but without being in that prideful state right do you find that loving other people is a way you can love yourself though yeah, does absolutely. it help you love yourself mm -hmm. yeah. and i think like when you're focused more on loving other people it makes you think less about yourself and you don't care as much about those little things too mm, totally and I think what you're talking about, it's like you, there is a balance there, right? Mm -hmm. there, and it's not always easy to strike. I know in talking to the, the Buddhist monk we interview in the film, he mm -hmm. talks about, you know, in Buddhism, it's called the middle way and the middle path. And, and like, how do we how do we find that balance between self and others? Um, and, and I think there is a lot of trial and error. And I found in my life that, that one of the best ways, if not the best way I can love myself is is to love others because of what happens when I do that yeah. and, and knowing you know, we talked to a, a neuroscientist about what's firing in the brain mm -hmm. and how I mean it's it's why when you give a, a dollar to a homeless person walking down the street you didn't tell anyone about that mm -hmm. it just feels good yeah right like you feel better about yourself because you did that yeah and 
that doesn't make a ton of logical sense. No. But neurologically, that's what's happening. And so you create this cycle of you're, you're loving yourself when you love others. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up in the backward cycle of, you know, I need to love myself by going to the salon and like treating myself yeah. and doing all that, which, you know, there's no judgment. Like that can be good mm -hmm. for people, um, but not always. And, and I think we have to hang around in that question of, what do I feel when I actually love others? And like, mm -hmm. what is the best way for me to love myself honestly? Yeah. Um, not in the way that, that culture or marketing or these different things may be telling me this is how you're supposed to love yourself. But yeah. what actually, like, get in tune with that. Get yeah. in tune with those feelings and figure out what does that really look like for you? Yeah. That's awesome. So when I, yeah, what does that look like for you? Cricket, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, I guess, yeah, I'm going to answer my own question real fast. <laughs> when I think about how do I love myself, I think of time. I think of I need to have time by myself, whether it's writing, reading, yeah. uh, moving my body in some sort of way, but just to be by myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, that is how I'm able to kind of check in on myself. Yeah and express certain feelings or express certain things that's going on so i'm not constantly just i guess like stealing being like a joy grabber yeah you know from other people like letting them be my fuel mm -hmm. but going and filling up my tank and then so i can go out and then like spread it yeah be kind of uh more of a a source point or point of source mm -hmm. I guess <laughs> is what you could say yeah and I feel like that self-reflection is a key part of like living a blue marble day you know it's so much easier to live that way when you do like take the time like especially if in the mornings to like set yourself up for success by reflecting on these things and being like okay what what can I work on today like how can I make today a blue marble day you know so what are some other ways to like begin your day to have that blue marble day how do you prime yourself for that we're big on the morning routines mm -hmm. <laughs> um so recently i have been going on gratitude walks yeah and that's as soon as i get out of bed not looking at my phone like purposely not grabbing my phone but i have to turn the alarm off so sometimes <laughs> i do look at the phone but it's not going on any social media not yeah. checking my texts it's all right snooze or like turn it off mm -hmm. and then going for a walk outside with no shoes on and finding three things that sometimes randomly come up sometimes that are kind of on the forefront of my yeah. heart or mind that I'm just grateful for mm -hmm. it could be the birds in the trees it could yeah. be my dad it could be just the ability that I have legs you know it's finding three things and how it was described to me and I really like this imagery is you're, you're kind of like poking your brain. You're and what you're doing is saying like, Hey, come on brain, be more <laughs> grateful. And so yeah. that lens starts to be infused to how you just see the world. And you look at situation, look at situations with this, this gratitude lens. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something I've, I've been incorporating. It's time. It's hard at times when I go to bed super late yeah. to, and, Trust me, the temptation to just go on your phone or to go on my phone and, oh, yeah. and like just see who's like 
texting me or anything is is quite high Mm -hmm. but you know how good it feels you know and it's something that like it might sound crazy now if you're like oh if you focus on gratitude your life is going to get better like if someone just says that to you like it's hard to believe but like when you actually start to implement it into your life and like you do start going on these gratitude walks or just taking time to think about what you're grateful for like it will be something that you can feel absolutely and I, I just had a question from a listener just mm. chimed in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you get the same effect of the gratitude walk if you put shoes on? Oh, wow. Um, I would argue no. Mm. The only reason I would argue no is because there have been times where I've been walking and I can feel the earth yeah. more and I let my toes kind of sink in on the dew covered grass and more recently I, I actually this was last week but i was you know strolling through the park and i stepped in a big pile of shit <laughs> <laughs> and this wasn't out when we were doing I was gonna say, was this? <laughs> no this was when i was on my walk <laughs> and you know it's it's what do you do when you step in the shit yeah you know it's it's smelly you look <laughs> at it's uncomfortable like you look at your foot you're like those two objects or those two materials aren't supposed to come in contact, you know? <laughs> and it's, but at first I was very uncomfortable and I looked down at my foot and I was very pissed off. I said a couple curse words such <laughs> as shit and probably kind of felt good though. A little squishy. Low key, low key. I, I recommend it in the spa, <laughs> but then I had to, or because I was, I had gratitude, I yeah. think, at the forefront of my mind, I just started laughing because I thought about I, I'm, I'm in this character mm-hmm. right now or I'm in this scene of a movie and I just stepped in a pile of shit. And while I'm, on a gratitude walk. While <laughs> on a gratitude walk. I have to be thankful that this dog is healthy enough <laughs> to lay down a solid one. Yeah, and there's nothing better than just like, being able to laugh about things like laughing feels so great and just like when you can take a situation that doesn't seem great and spin it blue is a blue marble term and it just means like going taking something from something that it might look on the outside like it's bad and it might feel bad but like there's always something that you can be grateful for in it and there's Mm. always some way that you can laugh about it like when I was moving my stuff out like everything on my cart just like fell out and it was like I had my silverware just like it was in the container, but it wasn't, it didn't have a cover on it. So of course, when that fell off, like forks and knives and spoons everywhere. And I'm like by myself at this point, it's like in the elevator and there's just, there's things are everywhere. And you know, I could have like gotten really stressed about it, but I literally just laughed. I was like, this is hilarious. This is my life. Like, of course this happened. And it just, it made it more fun. Like the fact that the silverware fell off made it a much more fun experience than if it hadn't. So I'm grateful that that silverware fell off. So something that you just kind of brought into the light for me was laughter is kind of a funny way, um, a funny partner to gratitude. Yeah. So looking at your situations is like for my grandmother, for instance, my grandfather is, is like dealing with some things and he's having like memory problems. And she looked at me when, when we were eating dinner one night and it's like, I have the option to either laugh or cry. Yeah. And that just like hit me in such a a way to like really, to then incorporate in my life 
is it's your choice to yeah. think about how you want to and when you start to just like find the the comical relief in the situations you, you'll feel a little lighter yeah absolutely you might live a little longer mm-hmm. who knows it's so true though like that laughter versus crying like those those can be such similar situations mm-hmm. i remember even talking to you about when you got fired yeah like that <laughs> i was laughing and crying for the record right but. Some, sometimes they can blur together and become one partner um but yeah i mean that i think that is kind of a good at good context and like you do have you know to some extent you have the choice in that situation yeah. right and they're radical they're like very similar yet they w- how they show up at least in my body mm-hmm. is like radically different yeah you know yeah but another piece of that too is like sometimes it is a time to cry though you know it's like mm. you can still be grateful and still feel deep sadness and like letting out those tears is good like it's there's another thing that i was talking about recently was like toxic positivity and just like some people call it like spiritual bypassing and it's like just being so positive and so optimistic that you ignore all the like shadow things going on inside of you all of the darkness that's there you ignore it you shove it down and it's like that's not healthy either so it's like finding the balance of like what things can you laugh about and what things do you actually need to grieve and like what things do you actually need to let out and process that way oh absolutely that's so true and and embracing that full spectrum is is really what makes life so interesting Mm -hmm. right and what did uh, Coach Valvano say? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking about too. The the Jimmy V speech. If you laugh, you think, and you cry every day. That's a hell of a day. Mm. And it's a blue marble day. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. I mean, that's an incredible speech. Yeah. So no, you, you nailed it on the head with that. And I think, yeah, there's there's been moments. I Fletch and I are actually doing yoga teacher training right now. So that's been a fun uh, kind of side thing for us to do as we've yeah. been working on this film, and it's. It's challenged us in a lot of ways and um, I experienced this uh, it's hard for me to put words to it we were actually in a, in a period of silence we we're doing a noble silence exercise and in this exercise we were all just really existing in this room yeah. with one another for like an hour and a half like no real no words being spoken mm-hmm. at all just kind of you know on the outside perspective we were staring at one another yeah no phones no, no, no like distractions <laughs> like literally just really locking eyes just being in the space together existing as kind of blank slates like just see the human being like be seen and i kind of i went into that exercise with just this immense um sadness i just you know recently found out that my my uncle was uh, had been diagnosed with a brain tumor and and uh, just was struggling with that and i i go in there and it's not last thing i want to do is be silent i want to just talk to people and um, there was this moment in there where I just like was existing with this girl in our yoga teacher training and just both of us just started te- tears just streaming yeah. down our face and it just sh- w- was so powerful for me in that moment it's like I mean she had no idea the situation yeah. I was in I had no idea her situation and we just shared each- in that sadness mm-hmm. with one another and there just this huge peace just overcame me yeah of like it's okay and she this this she sees me mm-hmm. like and I see her and we didn't need to speak yeah right and so i think so often i I look for words and in that moment there there didn't need to be any right and and finding the power of just uh, existing in that space with her was mm, incredible but that that was the most recent time i cried so yeah (laughs) Yeah. my tears are always when i'm laughing so it's kind of strange that we bring this up like the the crying versus laughing because Mm. a lot of times they go hand in hand so i think for me like a lot i process things by laughing about them 
and crying at the same time you know it's yeah, just it's just totally. a thing that happens for sure i'm a big crier yeah yeah definitely so is the dog that's currently in the background that we're all hearing right now. <laughs> yeah. One um, of three. Well, Jackie, I, I feel like, you know, as as the host, we, we have to ask you one more question. Okay. So if you, when you think about your Blue Marble Days now, yeah. you know, with the understanding that mm-hmm. you, you've gained in these last couple of weeks, what shows up for you? What shows up for me? Just slowing down is a huge thing. Um, I'm definitely someone who's guilty of being distracted at all times. Today... I don't know where my phone is. I haven't looked at it since this morning. So I haven't been on Instagram and it feels so good. But like, I know if I had my phone here, I probably would have been scrolling and like, who's watched my story? Have I gotten any new likes? Like it's, you guys, it's insane. Like I literally will check my story probably every 10 minutes to see who's watched it. And there's not even a specific person I'm looking for. It's just like my brain is wired for that distraction. And I think for me, like that's another way of like numbing out and not processing all my emotions. So like, not letting myself distract myself away from feeling all the things, you know, and like making sure I do my morning routine and like get into scripture in the morning and just get my mind in a place of like, here's the message I need to hear. Here's some positivity. Here's some gratitude to focus on throughout this day. Because when you start your morning that way, it's like, it's, it just feels so much different than if you wake up and you're in a rush and you need to like just sprint out the door, you know, cause then your mind's not in the right spot when you do run into these things. Whereas like if you have primed yourself to be in this grateful state, you can run into something like walking into a pile of dog shit and who would do such a thing. <laughs> um, and then you still just feel grateful because your mind is there, you know, like, whereas if you didn't have that, whatever you were reading in the morning or whatever you had been journaling about, if I didn't have that, set up then it would be so much so easy for me to go to that state of negativity so I think Mm. it's just setting the intention of having it be a blue marble day and and I I, whenever I'm like reading scripture or something there's always a message that comes out to me and it's like tells me something that I needed to hear and it makes me reflect on like what is going on in my heart right now you know that's something that's so important is to see like just check in like what is what's on your mind what's on your heart like what are the things that could potentially like knock you off your wagon today and not that make it harder to live a blue marble day Mm. And just going back to all of the things that you consume in the morning, like what you consume is huge, like nutritionally, what you listen to, like music wise, especially is something I've noticed is like now I pretty much just listen to like Jesus music. And there's this wonderful song that you should all listen to. It's called Thank You for This Day, Spirit. Karen Drucker, I believe is her name. That's my wife. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible song. And it's been the theme song of the Hodgepodge Lodge in this past week. And like, it's funny that when I was driving over here the other day, like it was just, I was in a place where I like just had been feeling some, like just not feeling super confident in my own abilities and stuff. And then I literally just like turned that song on, put my windows down, like just let the like wind blow. And I just listened to that song. That's like, thank you for this day. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's one member of the hodgepodge lodge who doesn't, doesn't really uh, vibe with the song. That's McKelvin's McKenzie. He would be on the podcast, but he didn't like that song. And, and he's editing that too. Doing real work. Yeah. We had to, you know, toss him out the lodge. (laughs) (laughs) He's still welcome here. Everyone's welcome here. Yeah. He's been paying his dues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that was, that's how I (laughs) live a blue marble day. Bringing it back around. Um, (laughs) No, I love that. It's funny how we keep coming back to the morning, Yeah, you know, it's like, it it starts with the tone you set and the intention you set. And I loved what you said of just like setting the intention to live Mm -hmm. a blue marble day. And 
a lot of times it's not as concrete as I may want it. What's my day of blue marble day? Because, you know, yeah. that period of reflection, I like to reflect on my intention yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, the most important thing I think is, right, is is when I set that and I keep that, I got to come back to it, you know. Those intentions, I feel like, is something I have to return to. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll forget. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it, it begins to change things. It, it keeps me focused on gratitude. It keeps me focused on love and 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 it starts right in the morning it starts Mm -hmm. the first first what's the first action i take when i wake up right now it's to hit the snooze button and i'm working on it (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh you know i know that if i can if there's certain things that i can can shape it's it's going to reflect out for the rest of my day yeah and so i I think that for me is like the practical bringing it to a practical level is like and what i would ask the listeners is like what's the first action you take when you wake up in the morning is that in line with the intention of living a blue mm-hmm. marble day? And if not, hang around. What 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 could be a better action? Yeah. Right. And Fletch talked about the gratitude walks. Mm-hmm. You know, what what's your version of that? Um, try it out. You know, yeah. Do something. Do something new. Absolutely. And uh, and then reflect on it at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And I think that's the other piece, right? It's like giving ourselves that time to yeah. say, how did I do in that intention? You know, what 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 actions did I take? How could I have been more grateful? What are the things I'm mm-hmm. grateful for? Um, I know you do such a great job on this podcast of just making sure you ask reflection questions, yeah. right? I think those are things we need to be incorporating into our lives daily. So if you're listening, do the reflection questions. Do the reflection questions. <laughs> uh, I need to do the reflection questions. Fletch <laughs> always skips the reflection He always questions. does. And I put those on, on the show notes in the on the website, and I also speak them. So, you know, if you want to listen to my voice ask you these questions, I'd don't give you long enough pauses to actually reflect on the full thing, mm. but you can pause that it's this wonderful thing with technology is that there's pause buttons mm. and I'm not great about like taking breaths in this podcast and letting the silence come out so you can reflect on things. But if you hear something and it's something that like sticks with you, hit that pause button, write it down. You know who invented the pause button? Who was it? Santa pause. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) You all are wonderful. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Super, super duper psyched to show this film and share it with you guys. So come into a city near you. And to hopefully meet anyone that is Mm -hmm. listening. uh, Yeah, totally. And we love you, Jackie. Thanks for having us on. I love you guys. Love, love, love. Peace, peace, peace. Well, guys, I hope you had as much fun listening to that as I did recording it. And now it is time to dive on into those reflection questions. And I hope that you choose to answer them. I mean, not only I want you to do so, but Henry also said to do so. So here they are for you. Number one, how do you know when something feels aligned? What does that feel like in your body? What does it feel like in your brain? What is that feeling? Number two, when was the last time you felt peace in a situation where it didn't make any sense? Number three, what is the first thing that you do in the morning? And what's one thing you can do to make your mornings have a little more intention or just to start your day off a little bit better? 
And the final question I have for you is, when is the last time you had a Blue Marble Day? And what exactly does a Blue Marble Day mean to you? So, I am so, so, so grateful for you all listening and taking the time to do these reflection questions and just continue to listen. Um, it means the world to me. And if you have any questions, any feedback, I would love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, I will link the Eventbrite in the show notes so you can check out this trailer for the film um, that these boys are working on and I'm working on too now. Um, and I love you all and I'm just so excited to be able to keep sharing messages with you. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day, week, year, all of the above.